0: Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit promised in Joel 2.28, and we equip for the outpouring so that we may engage in the outpouring. I'm Philip Buss.
1: And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We have with us a very special friend that has been a friend for many, many years that has been doing all kinds of contending and equipping and engaging in outpourings around the world. So we're welcoming our guest today, Shirley Smith, as she shares with us the crazy things that happen as intercessors and prophetic people and and the amazing things that God does in response. Well, we welcome our friend today, Shirley Smith. She has been with us for many, many years. I think I first met her, what, 1976, I <laughs> yeah, think, was the right. first time we met. And, right. And and we've done lots of wonderful things together in the Lord. And so we welcome you to our podcast today. And we'd like to know just a little bit about where you come from. How did God bring you into some of, some of this prophetic thing? God brought you out of... Uh, kind of a rough upbringing, didn't he?
0: Uh, Yes. Yes, he did. And uh, (laughs) um, it was rough. But, you know, when I think about it, it was uh, a conditioning and a training, actually, for the mission field. Yes. Because my father was um, a very strict man, a very strong disciplinarian. I would never take no for an answer. Um, Trained me... um, to never ever have fear or show fear. I was not allowed to do that, mm-hmm. uh, which has really paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And what I do today.
1: You might have thought it was cruel at the time. Well, you might not have known the difference.
0: Well, oh no, I didn't know the difference in that. But uh, of course, my mother thought it was cruel because it would scare her, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, I had a lot of fearful moments myself. But my dad was a sportsman. And he loved to uh, do gator hunting and frog <laughs> hunting in the wow. swamps. <laughs> where was where was that? In Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, right. So there were no boys in our family, just my sister and I. So I got elected to be the boy of the family. So I was the tomboy, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was my daddy's partner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he took me in a lot of places like that. And uh, we'd be way back in there where... The cottonmouth moccasins were very oh common. My. there, <laughs> oh And there was no way to get out in time if we'd got if I'd gotten bit or him either to a hospital because mm-hmm. it was in the middle of the night. We you know, go late at night. And so I learned to not fear because he wouldn't let me have fear back there. He'd say, you're OK. Nothing's going to happen to you. And so he just kind of built my faith as a child, even. Mm Because I was like elementary age when I started doing this. Wow. Wow. And um, I would bring alligators out in toe sacks on my back, (laughs) their (laughs) tails (laughs) slapping my legs. And I'd say, Daddy, he's slapping my leg. And he'd say, I will slap it if you put him down. (laughs) So, of course, I kept the sack. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and then he would tell me sometimes, um, if I tell you, Not to take another step. If your foot is midway in the air, leave it there. Wow. Don't move your foot because I can see a snake that you don't see and I can save your life. Yeah. So I listened to my father. And that was good training. It was good training. And I had even better training because, I mean, that that was a lot to conquer fear. But he always wanted me to conquer fear. Yeah. And so when I was about 11 or 12... One day he said, uh, I want you to go up on the roof. And uh, and I said, oh, I was used to doing Maybe. things like that for him because we had a, a loft up there. And sometimes he had things in the loft. And I thought, okay. So I went up the ladder and he moved the ladder. And I thought, I wonder why he did that. I just had the thought. And then he said to me, now, I want you to jump off the roof. And I went, no, I can't. I'll get hurt. And he said, no, you won't. And I got real upset and I started to cry. And he said, You want a whipping? Hmm. No, I knew what that meant. He said, I want you to settle down and I want you to listen to me. He said, I want you to jump. I will always catch you. I will never lie to you. You can trust me. You will not get hurt. He told me that over and over and over and over. He said, What did I say? I said, you said, I'll, you'll always catch me. You'll never lie to me. I won't get hurt. I can trust you. He said, okay. So the only way down, he said, you're not coming down unless you jump. Wow. And it was off the roof. Mm-hmm. So I scooted up to the edge and just shut my eyes and jumped. And he caught me, mm-hmm. patted me on the back, said, good girl, good girl. I always got praise
1: when mm-hmm. I obeyed
0: him. That's wow. important to do a child. Yes. And he said, did I tell you you wouldn't get hurt? Did I tell you I'd catch you? You can trust me. Wow. And I said, yes. He said, okay, get up there and do it again. I went, I did exactly what you told me to do, Daddy. He said, yes, but you're going to do it until you can open your arms like a bird's wings and you can freely jump to me. Wow. So I did that over and over and over until I could just, with no fear whatsoever, freely jump to my father. Wow! Because he would always catch me, never lie to me, and wow. I would never get hurt. Wow! So when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I began to get, develop a relationship between Father God with Father God, I transferred all of that that I learned from my father. Over to our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Mm, yes. So when He sent me, and I have been into many, many dangerous, dangerous places the last 40, 50 years. Yeah. My assignments, the majority of the time, are in very dangerous places. And I never have fear. Glory to God. Never oh. have fear. I don't care if you've got pistols around you, machetes, and bandits with. You know, masks. I've been in many villages like that many times. Mm. Never fear. Even taking my youth teams into those villages, and never fear. Wow, because I know that God will protect us. That's mm. right. It, it's a, it's so
1: important that people understand that how a father treats his children forms the idea of Father God in their mm-hmm. in their yes, minds. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's uh, it's really something. And and it, even though your dad. Seemed to be harsh in lots of ways. He was actually pre- setting you up. He yes, was, God used him to set you up. Yes, he but did. he got saved in the end. Yes, he did.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, and his face glowed for weeks. <laughs> I did. love it. Yeah, love he, it. he got um, had a very unusual conversion there, and uh, I, I, I wasn't the one to pray. I prayed, you know, for years for him. But uh, a friend of ours went to see him. He was in the hospital, and he was ninety-four years old at this time. Had sustained five heart attacks Wow And so anyway he, I had gone to to lunch When my friend I didn't even know he was there He came up to visit my dad Because the Lord sent him up there And so he immediately wanted to say to him Because my dad really had accepted the Lord Years before But Mm -hmm. not really ever really grown in the Lord Mm -hmm. And he just wanted to make sure That his soul was secure Yeah. And so that's why he went And so he said I went in and I said he wanted to get up and start you know speaking with my dad and the the lord said be still just be still don't say anything yet and the nurses are coming in and out so finally the nurse went out and charlie says now And the lord said no not now then suddenly this is charlie telling me later suddenly charlie said god said go now's the time so he said i went over and squatted down in front of your dad and i said mr woolard uh i came to pray for you and i know that you have you know Accepted the Lord before But we want to be sure That you're solely secure Because you're in, uh, up in age And your health Is really bad right now So can I just pray with you And he's my dad said yes He said Shirley Your dad disappeared Out of the chair And all I saw Was a silhouette Of the light That shaped his body Wow Around wow. him And he said I looked away And I looked back And there sat your dad hmm. He said I didn't see that. So he starts again to talk with my dad. And he said, "All of a sudden, your dad is just went like invisible, and just an arc of light was around him." Wow! That happened three different times. Hmm. And so I didn't know about any of this because I had gone to have lunch. And so <laughs> when I came in, this. Charlie, our friend, was so excited because he prayed with my dad. He was so excited of that experience that he just left to go down to the waiting room just to praise the Lord, he said. So I come in not knowing anything, and the first thing my dad said was, Come here, and, which was common for him, and he was kind of a real you know, short-spoken person. And I'm thinking, he's, he's going to tell me I'm three minutes late, which he was a stickler for time. <laughs> or he's going to ask me, did I bring him something to eat? And I said, what do you need? What do you want? And he said, come here and shake my hand. And I went, shake your hand? <laughs> He'd never said that to me before. <laughs> I said, shake your hand? What for? He said, I'm a brand new man. I'm a new creation. Wow! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I nearly fainted right <laughs> I mean, my dad would never, ever lift his hands. Hmm. He was a very proud man. Wow. Very proud. And he would have never done that. And I knew God's done something. Mm-hmm. And so from then on, which, and that was about three months before he died. Wow. But he, his face glowed. And you know, he was a very abusive man with my mother. And uh, he called her, and I, I was there when it happened. He called her over. He said, Come here a minute. And so she sat down. He said, I didn't treat you right. Wow. And I want you to forgive me. Wow! So he was setting it, and I'd been praying. God let him set his house in order because I I knew his time was short, and um, and sure enough, my mother said, "Oh, Clovis, I forgave you a long time ago."
1: Glory to so God! So God
0: just, you know, just it was so, um, it brought peace to the family. Yes, because we had a lot of bad memories, yeah. you know, and yeah. things, and so it was just uh, a release for us to know that his soul. You know, that God had really done a work in him and Mm -hmm. done a work in her, and it was just beautiful to watch. Praise God. And then my sister brought um, their favorite love song, Sentimental Journey, Mm -hmm. and they were nightclubbers, and they loved to dance. (laughs) And so she was on her walker and... And oh. he was in the chair and they got up and they just held each other and oh. just swayed oh. back and forth. Oh, and It was precious. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. And my daughter was there with her camera and she just snapped many pictures of the whole. It blessed the family. Oh, yes. We knew that that was the time of parting, and they're saying their goodbyes. Wow. And their last dance together. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very touching. Glory to God. Yeah, now,
1: very touching. Now, that gives, that gives people hope. Yeah. What, what you just said, that story you just told, gives people hope. Because there are people listening that know somebody just like your dad. Mm-hmm. And, and it was your prayers. Were you, oh. Was your sister praying too? Oh, I'm sure she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So prayer actually makes stuff happen.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. I travail for him. Yeah. Many times. So,
1: okay, that's a word not everybody knows. Okay. Explain what
0: that means. Well, that means, a uh, travail means it goes beyond intercession to where the Holy Spirit takes over mm-hmm. inside your spirit and begins to pray and intercede on behalf of whatever your request is. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit was praying for me, with me, mm-hmm. concerning my father.
1: Yes, and, and there probably was some kind of physical thing that you, you you maybe was okay what the I word felt, what I felt you mean yeah and the word travail actually is is the same word that's you know it's not used these days much but it's, it's the same as idea as being in labor to it birth is, a
0: baby exactly and that is exactly and you can feel that in your in your physical body yeah because I, I had done that many times uh before and other for years Often and on for years I mm-hmm. have I have done travail yeah, and I I really was birthed into it unexpectedly, and and not knowing anything about what it was. When we had some missionaries that was in the Congo, that were, what the the father was martyred, and the, oh, that yes. was the ju- the Tuckers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just new in the Holy Spirit, and I was hung over the altar, just praying and praying in uh, in my uh, tongues that the Lord had given me. And then I just went to this deep, deep mm-hmm. thing came up like this and, and I could see Tucker Congo, Tucker Congo written in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. And my pastor's wife came up and said, "Lord, we thank you for Shirley's intercession and in travail." And I didn't—I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I, I, I thought, well, whatever that is, that's what I'm doing. And uh, but I sure would be glad when it's lifts, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it was unfamiliar to me. But and it was miracle after miracle happened in that situation. But that was my introduction really to travail. Yeah. Uh, Actually, an intercession, Mm -hmm. and then I just you know we started having prayer meetings in my home, and we did that all the time. Mm -hmm. And we birthed. There was a portal in my home, and we birthed that charismatic move on the north side of Little Rock. See, Little Rock is divided by the river. Yes. North side and Little Rock. So we had the first church, the first place that came out of our home there. Wow. Glory to God. And we prayed, oh, sometimes around the clock. Yeah. Because when you get into this, it's so edifying and it's so glorious that you don't want, I mean, you just turn, take the phone off the hook and, you know, close the door and put the dog in another room where she don't bark and, and so you don't get disturbed. And we've seen miracle after miracle after miracle happen. Yeah, in our home like that, wow. we Why met. We, we had 125 people meeting in my home. Wow! The <laughs> last time we had a meeting, and we had to move into a building from there. Wow! Yeah, we saw signs, wonders, and miracles, and praise God. Of course, um, you know the church I came out of didn't understand that, and they they were not in favor of that, and we went through some opposition there. But that was a time of growing. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that you know God and you're following God, and God is confirming, confirming, confirming. And about that time, Papa Hagen, Ken Hagen, was on the radio. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what, so I would get
0: him every day, and he'd be confirming things God would be showing me. Look at that. Yeah. And God was so good in those days because we didn't have a teacher, right. just a cassette tape or. You know the radio.
1: Well, didn't didn't Jesus say that the Holy Spirit is going to be your teacher?
0: Yes, it is. At that time, I didn't know that. I I was just (laughs) young and all this, you know. But He sure did, and uh, it it was. I would love to live those days over again. Those Mm -hmm. were. Well, I think
1: what's coming is going to be like that on steroids. (laughs) It's what's coming is even bigger and better, and I'm just so excited that God gives you. Uh, amazing strength to keep doing all the things that you've been doing there's there's no sign of slowing down with you no not no, at all no <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh fast forward some okay. some years to where you started taking teams into the nations and going places and doing things that uh the lord was showing you to do mm-hmm. um I, I know you've been to many nations yeah i've been to 25 25 nations yes. okay uh-huh And the Lord used you powerfully in those nations.
0: Um, Just pick one. Okay. Well, oh, there are so many and so many. Oh, there's so many. You know, I'm amazed. I stay amazed Mm -hmm. at what God does because you just hear like I did with my father. You hear and obey. You're in obey. So I'm always listening for the Holy Spirit. And whatever he tells me, I don't question and I don't fear. I just do it. Yes. And then that's why all the signs, wonders, and miracles take place.
1: Wonderful. It's just
0: simple. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that's a,
1: that's a great a great statement, just hear and obey.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, you know, I've had many, 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 and, and uh, many handmaidens have gone with me also to the nations. And, you know, Honduras with the fire was incredible. Uh, what what kind of fire are you talking about? Fire well, of God? No. It was a natural fire. And um, Frank and Adam A. Hammond. Oh, yes. Yes. They went with us. In fact, they were here. Yes. And whenever they agreed to go with us on this particular mission. And so we had a pastor's conference. And um, it was announced there, of course, before we went. And there was a lot of witches in this area. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know all this was going on but they had put out the word that they were going to burn us out when we came wow they forgot to tell us <laughs> <laughs> so it was one road going up to this facility it was up on this big tall mountain and they always liked the high places and oh, i know yes, a ley line came through there mm-hmm. and uh anyway so we were up on this high mountain and it was one road that went up and you had to go up and down that same road because it was just the one road And we were up there, and um, we anointed the gates when we first got there. Anita Christopher was Mm -hmm. on the team with us. She and I were partners together. And um, we anointed the gates and anointed the boundary line with oil and prayed over that. But we still hadn't heard anything about what they were going to do. And uh, so I think it was the second day we were there, Linda Hartzell was teaching on the authority of the believer mm-hmm. and so they set a fire to the bottom of the mountain well then all the pastors that was there told us they said that they were going to burn us out while we we're there so that's the first thing we knew about it oh. so the fire comes up 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 the mountain and we could smell the smoke and then begin to see the smoke and it's getting higher and higher and i thought I don't know which way we could get out of here because the road was covered with smoke and you couldn't go down it. You couldn't even see the road, mm. and uh, and the the pastors were very restless because there's no fire trucks there, no water, no nothing. You know, and so the, everybody's wanting to run
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the backside of the mountain to get away from the fire. I would have been right behind them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they'd have taken yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because i never dealt with anything like that. And so it finally got to it was about eight or ten feet from from the, our wall that was there, That bore you know that where your boundary line was where and you so had anointed. That we had anointed right. So the smoke started filling up the auditorium where we were, and Ademae says, "Surely we got to do something about this." And I'm thinking, "Well, I don't know what you <laughs> what do you think we can do?" so right. run the other way, and. Uh, she says so get that flag and come on so flags were new to them too mm-hmm. and fairly new to us and so we, I got a red flag represents the blood of Jesus and so we took off I said what are you going to do and she said I don't know but God will give us something wow <laughs> Something oh, I'm, I'm glad you hear from God because right now I'm not hearing nothing and,
1: <laughs> and
0: so we um I'm looking at Hebrews anyway so she said um Let's go outside and let's just go pray. Oh, it was so hot. It, I mean, the, the, the fire oh, the, the fire was the as tall as a house. Wow. And it was, you know, fire moves on the ground mm-hmm. as it was coming like this. But it was like a big wave of fire stood up in front of us. And it was so hot and it was burning us. And, and I said, what are you going to do? And she says, I don't know, but God's going to give us something. Hebrews, it, maybe it's eleven about the heroes of faith. Yeah, that's eleven. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it said by faith they quenched the fires.
1: Well, there you go. Oh.
0: And she said that's our scripture right there, Shirley. That oh, well, okay, boy, <laughs> that was a good one. And so, so she said, so pass the word. So we did, and so we're you know we're there just using our flags and things and decreeing and decreeing um, for them to go back for the spirit of quenching to come. And I'm watching because you know, my dad used to burn a lot of things in the woods or in a yard, you know, mm-hmm. and I always knew that, that fire crawls, it you know, it's on the ground. It's mm-hmm. where it this way it moves. And so I'm watching all of this the whole time. And and but so hot. And it was like a big wave of water, like an ocean wave up in front of us. And all of a sudden we kept quoting that scripture. Everybody did. And I saw a smoldering start. Wow. And there was nothing visible being put there, but you could see it smoldering. And the fire that was crawling stopped. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm going, that's what we were all saying, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, so, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, so then she says, now, the fire is going out. Now she says, let's just call for the four winds of heaven. I'm going, What? I never heard of that, and let's just call it to blow it back down the mountain. Wow. I said, okay. Because what she said was working, so I'm thinking, well, now she's <laughs> saying it's going to work, too. So I said, okay, let's say it, and let's just believe it, and we did. I passed the word down to the rest of the team there. We started praying, and down it went. Wow. Well, everybody had a runaway, as we say, you know. Uh, we, everybody was just jumping down and shouting and dancing and rejoicing because yeah. they'd never seen a miracle like that before, yeah. and I hadn't either. So then two days later, they set fire on the backside of the mountain, <laughs> and it was in a real rough area, and Ida Mae was up in years then, and she wasn't able to climb like Linda and I were, and so I said, you know what, Linda? I said, she's too old to climb over all those big boulders. You can do it, and I can do it. And listen, it worked two days ago. It'll work today. That's right. Yes. I said, we can do it. That's Let's right. go. So faith, she and I took Faith off. was already built. Yes, it was. So we took off down there, and there was, you know, there's a rock wall around the whole, all the property. So we got up on that wall and we started praying, and it was the same kind of fire. I mean, it was tall, it was way up like that. And, and you could hear everything snapping and breaking and popping, you know, mm-hmm. you know. As, the, as the fire burned it up. And I said, Linda, quench use that same scripture now quenching okay yeah and she said okay and so she's down there and she said it's hot cuz i said don't you dare move and she <laughs> said i need i said no you don't need to get down don't don't you dare move and i said it is hot but it's going to work okay don't lose faith yeah. and so she stood and we just kept rebuking that and rebuking that and all of a sudden same so, thing wow it started to go to down god. i said now she said call the wind so call the wind linda and we started calling the wind because we'd learned that two days before right and shh, back down it went
1: glory to god wow, it was Christy. an
0: awesome experience for in faith yeah. building okay so then what happened in that community, as a result of seeing this miracle, well, I don't, or among the pastors, the pa- that, oh, oh, everybody just was dancing and shouting and rejoicing and just shocked because they'd never seen such a thing. We hadn't either. It built their faith, right? And then they then they were open to whatever we taught, yes, mm. uh-huh. because right. they yes. saw God in action. Yeah, God in action. Yes That's right. God in action. I, I'd, I'd oh.
1: love to know if there was if there was uh, any follow up among the you know, like the witches or whoever it was that was trying to disrupt these meetings if if there was any any known conversions among them. Maybe. We
0: never... We, I knew one. And if I went to Honduras today, she'd be in my audience. Wow. Without me even announcing I'm going. Her name is Olga. Mm-hmm. And she's a high-level witch. And she's been in every meeting I've ever been in. Wow. In that nation. Yeah. So... Um, so she, we pray
1: for her conversion now yeah oh yeah we and yeah and we prayed for her before yeah
0: yeah i had encountered her in uh a uh, big big church Charismatic church in in tegucigalpa mm-hmm. before we just went and got into a warfare on stage wow and that and, and the, you won that was another of course <laughs> the holy ghost <laughs> the word the word the word the word yeah yeah it was probably my first in in First, not first encounter with witchcraft, but the first encounter with a witch in person standing facing me face Mm -hmm. to face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you
1: weren't afraid. No, ma'am. I was angry.
0: (laughs) No, I have that spiritual anger, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, and sometimes it's easy to get in the flesh Mm -hmm. because you want to take her down physically. Right. You know, everybody in our family fought. (laughs) So my nature is to fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in the principal's office all the time when I was in school <laughs> for that very thing. And my father taught me to fight. And he would tell me, if those boys beat you up on that school bus, and you get home, you know what's going to happen to you? I said, no. He said, you gonna, I'm going to beat you up too. You better beat them up until you better beat till you see blood. Oh, oh, oh my. my. So that's the way I was raised, wow. you wow. know. So God had to do a lot of work in me that I didn't try to do it on my own yeah. because I wanted to get a hold of her on that platform, you know, big time. Wow. And, uh, but the Lord just, the Lord will stay your hand. Yes. He will. And, and so, but she really tried to impress me. And what was so interesting, I didn't mean to get off on all of this. That's all right. But, you know, but. Uh, I was teaching on the occult but in the media, the, uh, the deception of the occult in the media. And for 10 years, I taught on it in the area of, of cartoons and toys and video games and yeah, I remember. and all that, and the music. And so I was teaching that, and we had burnings in all these nations where I went. I went to 11 different nations with this message, and we had burnings. They would bring their things to be burned, just like they did over in the book of Acts. But anyway, that night I just finished, and I, was, I had a very severe injury the first day I was there when I f- stubbed my toes and fell and landed chest down on a van six feet in the air. Mm. So I dislocated the shoulder, tore muscle in my chest, mm. and dislocated this one, and hurt my back, hurt my foot, and still had to stay in six hours a day to teach for five days after that injury. Wow. wow. And so I ate a whole bottle of Tylenol. You know, just mm. to keep going. And um, everybody prayed for me, the pastors, the deacons, everybody, nothing, no change. I just knew I was in warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you just know where you are, and you just know you, you endure it until you win. Yeah. And so, anyway, this was the last night, and I was speaking on rock music. <clears throat> and so when the, I got finished speaking, and I showed a film on it also. And, um, and this is not going to make any sense. And I've had this happen to me three different times in my life. It's something in my inner man, it's like a bale going off. Mm-hmm. Bong, bong, oh. bong. And it's like danger, danger, danger. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, what? Who? And I and I looked up, and there's a long lot of young people was coming to speak to me because they ain't often speak English there. And uh, they were asking me questions and telling me things, you know. And But this thing kept going off and going off. Mm. And I'm looking around to see where's it coming from. And so my interpreter came up and said, um, Sister Smith said, there is a pastor is here, Pastor Olga, and she wants to anoint you with oil. Oh. I went, no, she cannot. Because I'd already got the signal. Mm-hmm. Mm. I said, no, wow. she can't. And uh, so we walked to the front. And,
1: so she was masquerading as a pastor?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh well, yeah, he introduced her as a pastor. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Talk about a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. 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 But the Holy Spirit was already warning me. Yeah. You know, and so I got up there, and so she said, I want to anoint you with the oil. I said, you won't touch me. And so he's a very shy, peacemaking type person, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And I knew that, and I thought, he's going to have a hard time with this. And I said, I said, I did know a little Spanish. I said, now I know what you're supposed to say, and if you don't say it, I'm going to know it. So you better interpret exactly what I say,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so he like in his would break his jaw. Would have to say some of the things I told her, you know. <laughs> and so I felt sorry for him, and was aggravated with him too. And uh, but he said, "Oh, my sister, she's a pastor. She's a four square pastor." I said, "Brother, I don't care what she is. She's not going to touch me. She's not going to anoint me." I said, "And tell her what I said." And he didn't want to. I said, "I'm listening, and I understand a lot of Spanish." So you better tell her. So he told her. She wasn't offended. And so she says, well, uh, I want to tell you something. I said, okay. And she says, today, she thinks I'm going to be really impressed. She says, oh, you're one of those beautiful end time handmaidens. I had not mentioned one word about being a handmaiden Wow! in that nation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a confirmation. Right. And they use flattery, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and and I always recognize a the flattery. They want to build you up so you, you listen to them. And so, and then she'd say, now do you feel God's presence? I said, no, all I feel is evil coming from you and you better tell her that. And so he would tell her, didn't faze her. She said, okay, let me tell you this. Uh, demonic uh, word of knowledge. That was the, demonic word of knowledge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she said, well, Marbella was traveling with me at the time she was my interpreter. And she and I were invited that day to the schoolhouse to talk about the occult in the media. And so Olga tells me this. She said, today you had an invitation to go to the schoolhouse and uh, to speak with the teachers and the principal, and you have been invited to come back. Now, are you not impressed? With my gift, and I can anoint you. <laughs> wow! Oh, my tempter, you know. <laughs> and I said, "No, ma'am, you cannot touch me." And she, I said, "And you are a witch." And she said, "Meet on me, receive Look at me and receive." Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! And I went, no, I don't receive anything from you. She started rocking yeah. back and forth and chanting it. Chanting. I said, Polly, what's she doing? I don't know. I said, you better know she's chanting a mantra, mm-hmm. trying to put a curse on me. And I said, I reverse the curse. I reverse the curse. You will not put a curse on me. And we were up there doing it, going back and forth, back and forth. And everybody down there's a thousand people that night in that meeting. In that in that meeting there was a thousand people. A wow. church held a thousand and it was packed out. Wow. And everybody's watching this warfare go on oh, and wow. and <laughs> nobody's saying or doing anything, you know. And she's coming up the steps. It was a big, wide platform, you know. And she was coming up the steps and I had stopped her about halfway up. And so we're up there just in this fight. Right there in front of everybody. And so finally I said to Marbae, would somebody just rescue me, please? And so they came up and I went down. And I felt, Sister Smith? Yes, this is Polly, my interpreter. Um, sister Olga wants to know if you would lay hands on her and on her. I said, you're going to call her sister? She's not in the kingdom of God. She is not your sister. Wow. She is demonic. Mm -hmm. And you're going to call her your sister? Brother, you better get some discernment. Mm -hmm. No, I will not lay hands on her. She will not transfer a spirit to me. But we will definitely pray. (laughs) So we put a circle around and we begin to pray. So that was over. We went home, and I was so exhausted and so in so much pain. I still had all those injuries, you know. And I was laying there. I was the only one on that floor. Everybody was sleeping upstairs, including Marbella. And I'm just laying there, and my head just hit the pillow, and here she is. She astral projected. Oh, my. Right in my sitting above my head, going, Look at me and receive. Look at me and receive. I'm going, Hey, I didn't receive from you tonight, and I don't receive from you now. And she'd say, Look at me and receive. Look at me and receive. And I just stood there and warned with her. And I said, God, I'm too tired to mess with her. Send the angels and get her out of here. And she's gone like that. Glory to God. Yes. Wow. I don't know why I told that. but uh, Evidently, <laughs> someone, someone, someone listening needs is going to hear, hear this. Yes. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right.
0: We have authority and dominion over that spirit. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, we do.
0: So I had a little experience under my belt, you know, before I go into some other places and I teach my team the same thing. And I t te- the Lord spoke to me nineteen ninety five. As you well know, I had advanced ovarian cancer with just a very short time to live. Yeah. And uh God gave me a tremendous, and that's a whole story, and I wrote a book on it. I won't go we'll, into that. We'll have to have you on again to tell that story. Tell whole that story, story. Yeah. okay. Okay, so anyway, uh, so when after I had received my healing and uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, now I want you to release your ministry platform, release your microphone, and take the youth to the nations of your calling, and let them, and you teach them and let them learn how to, to teach, preach, lay hands on the sick, and cast out devils. Wow. So that was my mandate. Wow. So I couldn't do anything but what he said. Uh-huh. And I said, I don't even know. It had been years since I worked in a girl's prison, you know, and I worked six years in a girl's prison years before that. I said, I don't know a team because at that time I wasn't connected with any young people. And the Lord just sovereignly, sovereignly put them together. Mm-hmm. And we, they were trained in Cuernavaca in mm-hmm. Mexico, the— Miguel Mm -hmm. uh, Enriquez and his mom and their church, their youth department trained our team. Mm. And uh, I took a team, the Craviers were with me in this. And I was getting ready to go to Mexico. Well, Marbella and I were fixing to go to Mexico and just rest and visit some friends. Then I get this phone call Where are you going next? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I don't know why they'd be interested, but. I said, well, I'm going to Mexico. Oh, are you going to take anybody with you? I went, no. Oh, my niece would really like to go with you. And I went, (laughs) well, next year, but I'm going to take a little siesta and rest here. And she said she really would love to go. And she kept pressing. Well, the next day I got another phone call. The next day I got another phone call. (laughs) And I got two or three phone calls a day wanting to know if their son or their daughter could go with me. And I said to Marbella, I can see the handwriting on the wall. This is not going to be the way we planned it, and God's got something else in mind. So, I said, "Okay, okay, okay, we'll take them." So we went. I told them every horrible thing I could think of before we went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, thin them all out. Thin and I out, said, yeah. "We're gonna. You're gonna sleep on the on the floor, and you're gonna sleep on church benches. And there's rats, and there's roaches, and there's scorpions, and there's spiders, and you're gonna have to walk a long ways to eat every day, and." You know, it's going to be hot and it's going to be mosquitoes. I just told them everything I could think of. There are Not many adults would want to go either. <laughs> yeah. And they loved it. They thought that that's a challenge to them. Yeah. Never had one complaint out of any of them. Praise God. Not wow. one. And all of it did. They did all that. And then we went on to Cuernavaca, and uh, Ruth coffee had set up some things up for us there. Who had been a missionary for many years. And, uh, and so instead of us going to teach them, they taught us. Mm-hmm. And they said, would we? Would you agree to a boot camp training? Well, I didn't want to do that because that meant early rising in the <laughs> morning, you know. Uh-huh. But I was outvoted. So what could I do but just agree, <laughs> you know? So I said, okay, okay, whatever. So, man, they put us through it. They taught us dance and tambourine and flags. We stayed in this big, big, big hacienda. They had tennis courts, swimming pools, wow. and all this stuff, you know. Wow. And so we had room out there to, to work. And right in the heat of the day is when they would teach us. Wow. Oh, wow. So anyway, we, we trained there. And um, when we left there. So then the Lord put that team together, just supernaturally put that team together. And then the first next trip that came up was Fiji, mm-hmm. the Fiji Islands. And that was off the chart. Yes. Absolutely off the chart. Um, when we got there, we we were with Women's aglow Glow, and they and this lady came in and asked me if if we would go to her to, with her to a village to pray, that her brother had been uh, clubbed almost to death there, and that that was what they do in, the, in that I in that village, and that uh her, he had a sister, the chief had a sister there that was a Christian, and she was praying for his salvation. So would we go, please, and pray? And we said yes. So we went. And so what the kids did the night before was the most incredible thing I have ever seen. And the anointing came with it, the warfare came with it, and it was just absolutely off the chart. So when we got there, uh, they came off the bus just like they were, like banshees, like they were the night before. And I'm going, oh, God. And they were ripping up and down this village. We were doing everything taboo. We broke every law in that village. Oh my! And and didn't know it, and they were ripping up and down, and they were, had the tamarinds going and flags going, and they were buking and binding, and you know. Oh my goodness! And they're teenagers, and so we had twelve of them, and oh. so the people went in shock. And these are like seven feet tall people. Teeny. Really? Oh yes. Oh, my. oh yes. Tall. Be, they looked like giants, and so they got so scared. They had these little huts, you know, built along the. It was like a runway like this, and the huts is built along here their little houses, and they, they grabbed their kids and ran out behind their huts and was peeping to see <laughs> what had happened, what was going on, and who was there. And there we were, just skinny teenagers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and me, and one other lady went with us from, from Mexico, and, and um, so we were just there, just with the tambourines and the flags, and we were doing the same thing the kids was doing, and... Um, so the, the the chief was paralyzed from the waist down, mm. and they wanted us to pray for him. And so I went to, pr- went to the house to pray for him, and this woman met me at the door and told me I couldn't pray. I said, oh, yeah, I had an invitation to come. And she said, well, you can't see him. I said, yes, I can, because they asked me to come and pray for him.
1: And she said,
0: you can't see him. I said, yes, ma'am, I have a special invitation. I came to pray for the man. And she said, well, he has a headache. I said, that's why I'm here, to pray for him. He has a headache. And she said, well, he's eating lunch. And the Lord said to me, don't fight with her. So I said, okay, I'll be back. And when I walked out of the village, God audibly spoke, and I thought the whole team heard it, and said, you are making history and changing history. I didn't have a clue what that meant. And so I went back to the house again, and, and she wouldn't let me see him. So I went to his sister, who had been praying for him, and I said, that woman well, not let me pray for your brother and she said well she's a high level witch. Uh-huh. And and she said that's what's wrong. And I said, "Okay, well, I did my best and I don't know what else to say." So I'm I'm just ticked off and I'm walking around, you know, <laughs> and I said, "God, you sent us out here and and she's hindering and I know you can do something." And the Lord said, "Yes, just do Acts 19." And I went, "Acts 19. Whoa." I had not thought of that. So <laughs> they went and got his shirt, put it on the ground. And Neil, Neil uh, Miller was the first one there. I said, Neil, get down there. Know what that shirt Pray for that means he didn't get up the next one. And so all 12 kids took turns anointing that shirt and wow. getting up. And then we left. And we didn't come back through there for two more weeks. And we went to the next village, and they said—this was a biggie. The next village, and they said— uh, the, the ocean is eating up our land the, the, the tide is coming in And washing away Can you stop that? And I went <laughs> They think we can stop the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever asked me that before So here comes Miguel And he said Oh look Miss Shirley The Bible said God sets the boundary line That's right yeah. And I thought Well I know that scripture I don't know why I didn't think of that And he said and The waves can't come over I said okay kids Go to the, go to the ocean So they all took off and they had their violins and the guitars and their flag. And, and the uh, Globe president was learning, and she was with us on that. And so then and then Bonnie was there, and they would, they put the communion elements in the water. And so I looked down here, and Claire's down here doing this number, you know. And I said, Claire, what are you doing? She said, I'm setting the boundary line. <laughs> I said, oh, well, me too. So I jumped the line behind her. Miguel was what down there. I said, Miguel said, what are y'all doing? We said, setting the boundary line. He said, oh, me too. So there's two or three in agree. Right. right.
1: And and, so, and for, for the people who can't see you, you're just moving your arm up and down. Right. Okay, setting so the boundary line. Setting the boundary
0: line by moving right. your arm up and down. Right, and that's what we're all doing. It's a prophetic act. It is a prophetic act. And that was probably one of my first ones that I really recognized as being mm-hmm. them. And so anyway, then the teammate was up here worshiping and over the water says, Hey, Miss Shirley says, Come in and look. What is this? And I went back up there, and I have a picture of it at my house. And there was this white line, probably maybe as wide, not quite as wide as these two tables put together. Okay, about, what, six feet wide maybe? Yeah, probably just about six. And it was a full length of his property out in the ocean. Hmm. And they said, what is this? I said, I don't know. They said, it just came. And so I said, so Marama, that was her, her parents' Island. I said, well, Robin, bring me the oldest man in this village. He said, that's my great uncle. He was, I think, 93 or 94. He came, and I said, sir, can you tell me what this is? And he looked and he looked and he said, I was born and raised in this village. He said, I have never seen that before. I don't know what that is. And God set the boundary line. Uh-huh. Oh. I went back 10 years later on another mission trip there, and that boundary line is still there. Glory to God. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. That's a God thing. So what happened to the chief in the other village? Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Okay. So that my, the report was when we came back through there uh, was the, the lady who took us out there said, I've got to tell you something. So she called the bus and came and she said, when you prayed for the man and prayed for the man's shirt, he put it on and she said, I was in the marketplace uh, two days after that. And she said, I heard somebody calling my name and said, hey, Barbara, look, look at me. I can walk, even run, and tell that woman from America to come back and bring those young people and preach the gospel in my, in my village. Glory to wow. God. He was instantly here when he put that shirt on.
1: Praise well, God. when
0: I went back 10 years later, and, I, and the boundary line is set, and I said, take me to that village. And so she did, I said, no, this is not it. She said, yeah. I said, no, 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 this is not it. She said, this is where I brought you. And I, I did remember a place on the other side of that village. I said, let me go look. And there it was. Mm-hmm. It is the village. Wow. No huts. Brand new homes. Wow. Brand new wooden homes. Beautiful. Brand new cars mm. parked in front of them. No more rah area. No more club posts. where They clubbed them to death. And they had... Landscaped everything with concrete wow. sidewalks and mm. palm trees and flowers. And the chief had two acres, and he had dedicated and donated that, and they built a church. Wow! wow. That whole village turned to God. That's transformation. That is Trans- absolutely Trans- transformation.
1: Did, did something happen in nature also? Like what? Like like the coral reef or anything? Was there a coral reef or fish? Oh,
0: there was. Well, um, was that a different- George Otis Jr. Yeah. Is a report on that? Oh, yeah, they were, oh, yeah. And then I went, I've been three times to Fiji. And the last time I went, we took I went to Walmart and got a, a little fish net thing, you know, and we threw it out in the water and prophesied for the fish to return and the corals to be healed. And about three months later, I got an email from there saying all the some kind of special little fish had returned, had been there for seven years, had returned, wow. and the big fish was following the little fish in to eat them, and they were catching fish all Whoa. over the place. It was like the, the bait fish. Oh, yeah, okay. it was like well, bait it's fish. fish. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow, look yeah. at that. Wow, praise God.
1: So it's all about hearing the and voice obeying. of the Lord and obeying.
0: Exactly. Obeying. Yes.
1: Exactly. just it's that simple. It's just that simple, and yet it's so profound. You know, God just... Mm-hmm. God's just looking for vessels who were willing to contend and equip and engage mm-hmm. so that he can pour out his spirit. Because that's so. what he wanted to do. He wanted to pour out his spirit in that village. Right. And, and you contended, you, you obeyed, right. you contended, mm-hmm. you equipped the local people that, that were believers already, mm-hmm. and then the whole place was converted. Exactly. Glory to God. Glory yes. to God. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been exciting. We've we've gone quite a bit longer than we usually do, but wow! Yeah, <laughs> I am sure everybody stayed engaged. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you so much, Shirley. And You're we welcome. just we just bless you to carry on and continue doing all of the things that God tells you to do with with mega strength for the days to come. Yes. Amen. And we'll say that the same same thing to the people who are listening, that God will anoint you and speak to you and you will obey and see miracles too.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
1: If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Bus. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.